I've historically had no problem sleeping, but yet I felt tired all the time. And of course, you know, there are neurophysiological factors to that. And when I intuitively check in as well, that was very much so because of the underlying unrest, the restlessness, right? In my own spirit, in my own skin. Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, a podcast for conscious creatives who are on the journey to reconnect with their authentic soul self. I'm your host, Mikolay Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each week, you'll be hearing stories from creatives across all paths, sharing their lessons, their wins, and how following their intuitive guidance has allowed them to show up authentically. Along with guest episodes, I'll be sharing my own creative journey, as well as the personal wisdom and insight I receive from my spirit guides and cosmic team. I believe that when we reconnect to our soul essence, we are able to show up more authentically in the world, and with that comes a deeper connection to our creativity and abundance. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts, whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. I hope you all are doing well wherever you are in your day and wherever you are in the world. Um, I was off for the 4th and uh, so my weekend got a little shuffled around. (laughs) I usually record these intros on Sundays, but you know, I was trying to enjoy my weekend, following my guidance, flowing and going where I feel led while also trying to stay on top of my business, okay? Tis definitely a balancing act. You know, I was debating if I even wanted to do anything this weekend or just kind of like be in lockdown, focus mode. But I was like, you know what? I should really try to incorporate some fun into my weekend. I worked so hard during the week between my job and just doing stuff for the podcast. I had to, you know, just really honor the fact that I deserve to have fun. So I had a a friend to see what he was up to, and we actually ended up checking out this event downtown at the rail yard. Uh, It's this really cool space in Santa Fe. It's kind of like a a promenade. There's like some restaurants, movie theater, farmer's market, like museums and stuff. But at one of the venues near the rail yard was a like this mini festival happening called Free to Move that was put on by the Earthseed Black Arts Alliance. I will put their information in the show notes. So that immediately caught my attention. Now, I love living in Santa Fe. I know I was definitely called here by spirit to live here, to move here. But the black population is, it's growing. <laughs> it's growing. Like there are a few black people in my apartment complex, but just like, as a whole, it's not many of us out here. So I see this event and I see that they have a DJ section um, as a part of the event. And I sent it to my friend. He was totally down to go. So we went and checked it out. And OMG, was it everything my soul, <clears throat> excuse me, everything my soul needed. I actually ended up coming back the next day for the spoken word session they had 
Oh man, wow. So many ancestral, spiritual, queer, trans, just blackness happening all up in it through that stage and just through the poetry and the storytelling. One of the poets was a was a trans man and a lot of his poetry was about his queerness and his experience becoming a trans man. And it was just so beautiful to see the world through his eyes and to witness his strength, his courage, his struggles. And his parents were there supporting him. I mean, literally the whole room was just like brought to tears from his ability to share his authentic essence and truth. And I, and you know, that's what this journey is all about. So that first night I went to this event, my friend and I were about to leave and I had made eye contact with this woman. You know, you just kind of connect with someone, you exchange smiles, you just keep pushing. So I'm walking down the stairs to leave and I keep hearing, you should connect with her. I try to shrug it off, ignore it, walking down the stairs. I get all the way outside and I get the nudge again. And Spirit said, if you don't connect with her, you're going to regret it. I said, skirt. (laughs) I don't do regret. That is just not a good feeling, and I have felt it far too many times in my life. So I told my friend, I was like, hold on, I have to go back upstairs, I'll be right back. So I go back upstairs, I introduce myself, and it turns out she was one of the founders of the Earthsea Black Arts Alliance. So when I tell you the gratitude that I felt having made that connection, I mean, so, so, so real, real, because I've been craving and seeking community here in Santa Fe, and... For a while, I was debating, like, should I try and start a Facebook group or something? Like, start, start creating my own company. Um, not company. <laughs> start creating my own community. Like, what do I need to do? Because it's so important here. It's so important to just get grounded and, and to be rooted in, in community. You know, I need something local on the ground to connect with. And this could not have been a better gift. So I wanted to share that with you all just to inspire you and encourage you to follow that still voice in your heart. When you feel a strong urge or impulse to act, do it. Take the aligned action. Trust that you're going to be led and guided exactly to where you need to be. Okay? I also wanted to share a download that came up for me a couple of weeks ago. I shared this in my newsletter that I put out on Sunday. And before this episode airs, I'm really going to try and commit to making a sign-up link for my newsletter in case anyone wants to join. But in this download, Spirit just really shared with me the importance of finding joy in the discomfort of growth. Now, that's not to be confused with the discomfort of staying small. The discomfort of expansion is like a snake shedding its skin. It doesn't cry and wince during its shedding phase. And it's not something that happens all at once either. It's a process. And it's a process that the snake knows will benefit it in the long run. And it also knows and trusts this part of its life cycle. So the the main difference between our growth and that of a snake is the fact that we have consciousness. You know, like we have the power to ask ourselves, why am I getting stuck? Why is this? This one little piece of something that I just can't let go. You know, it's like, what is it about your current experience that you're either afraid or not willing to let go? And so in other words, how are you not allowing for growth 
and trusting the phase of growth you're in. You know what I mean? Like I've really come to understand that distrusting ourselves and intuition yields the most amount of discomfort, okay? But when we learn to trust our path and our process, we can begin to just lean more into that joy side of growth and less into the discomfort of it. So I just wanted to share that tidbit with you all. And I mean, even just circling back to just following my guidance, reaching out to the to the woman who was um, who I put on the event. And you just never know like what your guidance is leading you towards, where it's trying to get you to go. So you just have to be open and just follow follow the call, y'all. Follow the call. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get into today's guest, Flory Wong. Flory Wong, whose pronouns are she, they, is a deep feeler, seeker, and seer with diverse gifts, experiences, and skill sets that enable her to establish containers for deep inquiry, relation, and being. In these spaces are many gifts to receive and share in reciprocation from belonging and community and exploration to deep healing and transformation with joy and connection, as well as space for acknowledging grief and pain. She is a creator, guide, and facilitator, trained and certified as a professional mindfulness teacher, restorative yoga teacher, conscious energy medicine worker, and former personal training coach. Flory is a second-generation settler of Taiwanese and Dutch ancestry, Born on Tongwa territory, which is now Los Angeles, she is also an uninvited guest continually learning on the Mosqueam, Squamish, and Slavutit lands on the Pacific Northwest Coast. She is currently based between the two locations, supporting people individually and in groups all over the world. I came across Flory's page on Instagram and was immediately intrigued by her message. Her IG bio says, tending to unrest and restlessness in skin and spirit. And as someone who is constantly learning how to create more moments of stillness, it was just so refreshing to come across her work and to just be reminded of the power of rest. I also want to mention that in the show notes, I have added a informative YouTube video about the tribal nations that were just mentioned. So if you would like to uh, just get a little bit more information and education on that, please feel free to go and check that out. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Flory. Woohoo! I'll just like to start with a little woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Flory, for being a guest, for coming on, for being open. Um, I'm so excited to be able to, to be in conversation with you. So before we dive in deep, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you do. Thank you so much. And thank you again for connecting with me, having me here. It is such a joy and honor. <laughs> so friends call me Flo. Full name is Flory. That's it. Just Flory. <laughs> and I was born on Tongva territory, also known as Los Angeles. Mm. And I'm currently residing and playing and working mostly up north in the coast a little bit more um, on the unceded territories and ancestral homelands of the Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish nations known as Vancouver. Wow. wow. Still on the West Coast, though. So <laughs> if that 
shares anything about me. Um, <laughs> at the moment, I am leading the Rester Revolution, which is an invitation for all of us to tend to the restlessness and unrest that you know, very much exists in our mm. skin as well as our spirit. And that really is truly on both that individual through to our collective level. And in the Rusted Revolution, I host and guide in containers where we can really deep dive into this inquiry in a way that also allows us to safely and also I guess, bravely mm. <laughs> um, explore different ways to embody restedness because we know we sure need a little bit more of that now more than ever for all yes. the things. Yeah. And um, <laughs> some of the dominant modalities that we explore through are mindfulness our energetics and at the same time definitely more of a cerebral and communal discussion just around mm -hmm. you know the nuance of what it means to be in relation with each other to be in our modern society and mm -hmm. what it looks like to show up in a world that can actually you know begin to release the many, many years and layers of these systems of oppression in a way mm. that is both born in self and also really expanded through community care. And mm. at the same time, a little bit longer than the Rusted Revolution's form, um, I run Studio Protea, which is an art and design studio. And no way. Yeah, we specialize in branding, in illustration, in visual design, as well as special projects, such as tattooing, such as, you know, event spaces. Um, and that was bolstered just by a 10 plus career for me um, mm -hmm. in design. So Oh, wow. A multi-hyphenate here. That was a really yes. long answer for you. <laughs> Hello. I love that. And it's like, it's so funny because I knew you had a creative like energy about you, but I didn't know that's like really what it was. Mm. I, like, I, I, knew, I was like, I know it's something. Oh yeah. You picked up on it. But I can't, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't, like I, cause you know, at least on the, on the, I don't know if you have like a separate Instagram account, but like for the rest of the revolution, I'm like, look at look, is there anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow, I've, awesome. I've only begun to really embrace you know really linking the two together mm -hmm. um, up until recently they've very much been two different worlds and as I kind of pivot in the past season of change I'm really seeing more of like the intersections coming up so that's really interesting mm -hmm. for me um, as you know the creator as the kind of driver in these two different realms um mm -hmm. in these two different communities and yeah really that's that's actually the origin so before I kind of um I guess became more educated trained in the mindfulness you know wellness mm -hmm. and formerly the fitness industry as well okay before that you know I think 
one of the earliest skills or abilities that I remember was drawing. And so mm. just at a very young age, having a drawing and oil painting um, training just really became that creative facet for me to really reflect, to really process, to really express myself and to really mm -hmm. explore just these otherwise nonverbal, like, or less verbal <laughs> um, mm -hmm. ideas and feelings and experiences. So. Mm. Wow. I love that. And I think I so deeply resonate with what you said about like, just learning how to bridge the gap between the two. Cause it's like, you know, we've worked like to a degree or an extent we've like built our identity around this like one aspect of ourselves and now we're like coming into this other aspect and it's like how do I make this make sense yeah and also <laughs> we don't have to leave it behind unless we want to or we're ready to absolutely. right so absolutely yeah yeah and I think too like because I I definitely wholeheartedly believe that like we are all born to create. We all have different containers of creating, Absolutely. you know, um, it doesn't have to come like in a traditional, like artistical sense or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But what I've realized and something that I'm constantly wrestling with as I'm like coming out of, out of so much perfectionism around my creating that it really is at the end of the day, like a channel, you know, it's like one of, it's like probably if not our most important connection to spirit you know, is like our self-expression. So that's what it kind of boils down to at the end of the day, at least if you're doing it for yourself, Absolutely. you know? I would argue or challenge, right? Like even mm -hmm. when we're not necessarily doing it for ourselves, let's say it's the client work, let's say it's the community mm -hmm. service. I think that's still so alive, even in those processes, mm, yeah. right? Even if yeah. the scope might be a little bit different or, you know, the ratio of, the self-agency or autonomy or decision-making yeah. might be different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I so love that you're coming from this design background because I'm so curious to then hear your spiritual journey. So I've obviously talked about mine here on this show. And just, so I have a background in design as well, fashion design. And um, just like the whole idea, like once I kind of came into my spiritual awakening, it was so terrifying for me because it was right around my um, Saturn return. I was getting like these strong like messages, urges to like just leave my job. I didn't have anything lined up. I just up and quit. Yeah. But I just kept feeling like I'm going crazy here. Like I have to leave this place. So I was just curious, like what was your path or process to like really stepping more into this like intuitive driven lifestyle, this mindfulness, like, and really um, allowing that to unfold? That's a great question. And firstly, <laughs> I just want to say, I so feel you. It's the end of the world when I go through those mm -hmm. experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you and I, I'm sure I have a feeling we both look back and we're like, thank goodness. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. But also like, yikes, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so it's interesting when I reflect on this question in the past, I would usually answer, you know, oh, well, with my own lived experience, with my intersectional identity, there were, you know, these hardships or these challenges or adversity that I had really had to navigate and basically figure out a way to overcome. And it kind of, you know, helped me stumble upon this path. Mm. And yet the more that I 
do reflect on it as I age and as I am becoming and unbecoming more Mm -hmm. (laughs) over time. I actually look at my experience and trust of the creative process Mm. and it almost feels like instead of a like oh you know I showed up here because I was sort of forced to where I kind of got you know like I hit a hard enough place that I just had to or or, you know that that kind of narrative Um, I actually think that there's another layer or another way of looking at it where my creative process, instead of being specific to medium, instead of specific, you know, projects or work, mm-hmm. that non-linear ability to show up and take risks and ask questions actually is what bled into other areas of my life mm-hmm. and parts of me, right, that I would confront in Mm -hmm. on this path and so whether it's art whether it's design you know it's about asking the right questions and so in always having been a seeker for as long as I can Mm -hmm. remember um this practice the set of practices that has been part of this journey um and very much in these moments of awakening in these moments of opportunity right the invitations to step up and to step in to myself really um I would say come from that place which is really interesting Mm -hmm. and so I'm really thankful that that's become such a teacher and yet it kind of feels like it's on living things so you know when you talk Mm -hmm. about this channeling when I look at or when I you know am connected with source cosmos creativity the divine mm-hmm. all the many names it has um there is that thread that actually is always ever present right and that really feels like the vitality as well of mm-hmm. just basically showing up and part of the healing that is possible when we you know, do inquire when we do embody, when we do practice. Mm-hmm. I was privileged enough to just cross paths with teachers, friends, you know, mentors, where at the time in certain situations of life where I had to, yeah, make a decision, right? Will I lean mm-hmm. into this opportunity to either heal or to harden, um, to be mm-hmm. able to continuously choose healing in a way that really expanded my knowledge, but that really also just expanded my ability to have grace for my own humanity is what has really propelled me all along. So circling back to this question, you know, it almost feels like I should own it up to curiosity right just like that Mm -hmm. openness of okay well what's possible Um, because I think it's really easy to you know relate to well the pain the hurt is hard so it's like we know that there is that opportunity there to change something and yet Mm -hmm. at the same time you know we can also reflect back or reflect in and it's actually 
about this vast source of beauty, of joy, of, mm-hmm. you know, different forms of liberation that come into what it means to be on your spiritual journey mm-hmm. in what it means to be on your life path. Um, mm-hmm. And so part of that curiosity, again, is also this really interesting question for myself where it's like, why not? Or, right. you know, can we find out what is possible or not? Um, So that's definitely shown up in both this personal journey, just as much as it has when I look back on my career or like, Mm -hmm. you know, the different things I've done. Um, It felt so messy during. I always envied people who had, you know, that like single role or that like super stable salary thing. And yet for me, you know, to come to a place where I look back and it actually does make perfect sense, this non-linear, like non-conventional constellation mm-hmm. <laughs> of different experiences um, is just really humbling. And, you know, we we wouldn't change it, right? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Does that so answer your like question? Me, yeah. <laughs> So say it sounds like to me, like you really took the opportunities when you were feeling like that heavy discomfort, you knew you were outgrowing the situation. You really took that as an opportunity to go inward and to practice going inward and seeing, okay, like how can I shift my perspective around what I'm experiencing? So it's not so painful until I can actually like physically step out of this situation. Is that? Yeah, that's a great way yeah. to sum up that very long answer from me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, because I, I, I think I see it so cl- clearly because for for me, yeah, it was the complete opposite. I was like, oh no, I got it. I have to go. I have to mm-hmm. go now. I have to go today. And it's so interesting because I think in the moment we get so fearful of like making the wrong choice. And for me, I I knew in my heart and my bones that like, I'll figure it out. Absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I have to go. Like I said, I took the leap. But at the end of the day, I still had to learn those lessons of whatever you know, if that was the easier option, right, it was to just go. I still had to learn those lessons on the back end, like where, when, where, I don't know, but they, I'm sure that they were still learned, you know, whereas you took that as, as an opportunity to learn your lessons on the front end, you know, but it's, but it's like, we're still like, I'm getting like so out there now, but like, we're like, we're still exactly where we need to be is I think is what's like, I'm see, seeing so clearly now. It's like, no matter if you take the easy way out, quote unquote, exactly. or the easy way out, yes. or you decide to stay here, figure it out, X, Y, Z, it's like, you're still going to learn. Like, like there literally is no wrong choice. Yeah. And I say that often, right? It's definitely easier said than done. So I'm really good mm-hmm. at telling my loved ones and my community, but <laughs> it, it, there is this really interesting like paradox of truth where it's like, mm-hmm. there is no right or wrong there is no better or worse when it comes to what it means for us to be, you know, honoring our humanity and like really orienting ourselves towards the integrity of our desires or dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Like our evolution. Um, so I absolutely hear you and I a hundred percent agree as well. And even if we kind of had maybe like a different front versus back and kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> experience. Um, when I hear you say like, you just still had that trust, that has always been like an edge that is present. And mm. 
you know, whether that came from creativity or just a very, you know, stable after all kind of foundation in the self with intuition Mm -hmm. that has definitely really just been such a savior through all of it Mm because you know sometimes the uncertainty sometimes like the messy hard bits they last a long time and like we have no idea when it's going to end so as much as I am you know reflecting on it coming from a place of curiosity I also want to be super real like it was still rock bottom there were still many rock (laughs) bottoms there was still a lot of yeah really sitting in the pain and the discomfort there was so Mm -hmm. much grieving lots of resistance you know the kicking and screaming like Mm -hmm. knowing that the change is here knowing that it's time knowing that yeah something a part of you that you Mm -hmm. kept precious or identified for so long is literally dying right that's Mm -hmm. like a lot And so it's always a lot neater when we kind of say it aloud and reflect, Mm -hmm. but like those experiences are so multifaceted and as multidimensional beings, like it's a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. So what was like the initial impetus for you to start the rest of revolution, the rest of revolution? Like, what was that like? final nudge or that that final like okay this is like the third time I've heard this word or this thing like what was it that finally allowed you to just like lean into that lean into creating that yeah so I mean it actually did happen to be inquiry again Mm. the context um is that I finally had the privilege to fully step away from corporate for the last time Mm. and as I was doing that, I realized for myself, outside of my work, outside of these accolades, outside of, you know, the institutionalized achievements that I'd grown up with my entire life, mm-hmm. I was just really curious about what my response for myself would be around, like, who am I without my work? Mm-hmm. You know, what is my life like without work in this way and so you know not to say not to get that mixed up with no longer having to manage my livelihood but Mm -hmm. just in in terms of you know what it meant to conventionally be actively working at one time I was able to just really hit pause right take one step back and like I'd never had unstructured days before Mm -hmm. I'd never you know took that much time in between whether it was like in-house to freelance transition or even, you know, company to company, I'd Mm -hmm. I'd never just taken the time to like be. And so I was really curious if I just be like, what could I receive? What would Mm -hmm. happen? And I was curious for, I guess, points of reference Mm -hmm. and I could find none. (laughs) So, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of like, okay, so I'm going to take a little break. And I'm going to do some resting, but what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. You know, cause like a girl can only Netflix and chill for so many <laughs> days. A girl can only, you know, mm-hmm. go from a yoga class to a cafe, to sketching and doodling, to mm-hmm. reading so much in a day. And yet, of course, then there's that really interesting snag with 
what I often see is this kind of tangled ball of yarn Mm -hmm. around what purpose might mean to people around what structure might mean to people, but also very much as well, you have productivity and capitalism and right. Like socioeconomic Mm -hmm. belonging and so many other things in those little fibers alone. And so I realized I wanted to ask that question and just really actively explore it. So I started with my own reference Mm -hmm. and because I had had my own experience of chronically being burnt out, despite doing things that I absolutely loved, Mm -hmm. there was always that restlessness and unrest below the surface, right? Mm -hmm. There was always in, yeah, despite the achievements, despite the pride and fulfillment of creating why was it that I still felt a little bit empty or why was it that I still felt anxious for like the next thing and so Mm. this was kind of what initially began to peel back all these layers that I've been examining over the past you know two and a half years now and coincidentally we also know two and a half years ago was when COVID first emerged Mm -hmm. and that was just a very interesting, I guess, like collective observation to make because we saw suddenly, because there was just this undeniable mass experience, you know, suddenly mainstream was like, hey, mental health is important, y'all. Right. right. <laughs> and, and many of us were like, yes, because it, <laughs> it always has been, but you know, as mm-hmm. things go, <laughs> mm-hmm. no shade all in time. Um, that's just, that's just how it was. Right. And again, just with people really recognizing how burnt out they were, mm-hmm. whether it's directly because of the uncertainty that resulted from the happenings of the pandemic. Right. And like all of the different layers that that touched or Mm -hmm. just because this enforced pause during quarantines were imposed, people had nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. There were no more distractions, no more like outlets, at least not as many where the unrest and restlessness within themselves could be avoided any longer, Mm -hmm. could be like, you know, just kind of brushed under the rug. It was right there in your faces, right? And we saw that really taking a toll Mm -hmm. and also being confronted in numerous ways. And so Mm. I guess that's where, based on my own spiritual journeys, Mm. based on my own experiences and what I've witnessed and noticed, I just really wanted to invite not only myself, but us collectively, like, can we tend to this in a way that's like really nurturing? And Mm -hmm. while it's still going to be uncomfortable because it's important, while it still might be painful, what does it look like to not hustle our way through it? Like everything Mm. else, right? (laughs) And Mm. that's a huge question. I don't have all the answers still, uh, but it did lead me to really recognizing, you know, firstly, the ways that we relate to ourselves and a big piece of that is understanding that there actually is no divide at least absolutely between our physical mental emotional and spiritual selves Mm -hmm. right these 
might have different bridges to each other, mm-hmm. right? Depending on who we are, depending on what our circumstance is in life. And yet we are all spiritual beings in human bodies on planet earth right now. So how do we deal with both the unseen and by deal with, I mean, you know, love and be mm-hmm. with yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what is unseen and also very much real, right? Mm-hmm. Very three-dimensional and literal and here. And so that wholeness is part of that perspective where when we remember that restedness is a natural state for us, there's countless avenues to kind of begin that remembering depending on who you are, Mm -hmm. right? Each of us identifies very differently and at our very different points in our journeys around what it means to be spiritual, around what it means to be healthy, successful, well, liberated, right? So of course, then perhaps self-awareness and honesty are more so the first portals that one would approach rather than jumping right to let's say a modality or Mm. or an or an activity or a task right Mm. because the other part of what I noticed was you know I've historically had no problem sleeping but yet I felt tired all the time Mm -hmm. and of course you know there are neurophysiological factors to that and when I intuitively check in as well that was very much so because of the underlying unrest the restlessness right in my own spirit in my own skin so with the rusted revolution it's there's no guarantee (laughs) it it doesn't exactly promise to solve anything Mm -hmm. and yet my intention is that it does still lead us closer right to ourselves and to each other so that we can figure it out together so that we can become rested together Um, and there's no perfect state right there's no destination state it really is just more about a philosophy and or just a way of being where we can really show up for our lives show up for each other Mm -hmm. in a way that does honor right our values that does honor our capacity um, because we also know that systems of oppression are very much internalized and they really run so many realms in our lives because it's just been it's just become so insidious right after mm-hmm. years and years and years and so just being able to really develop that discernment between when do we give ourselves grace and you know allow human nature mm-hmm. we're still biological beings to just be and when can we take responsibility and be really accountable for the choices we make for why we do what we do right. for you know what our relationship is to this world mm, I love that and I want to circle back to what you said about you know um when kind of starting your spiritual journey instead of jumping into a modality really looking into like honesty and self-reflection and that was like really powerful to me and 
as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that would, would have probably eliminated so much anxiety. Cause I think those of us who are like kind of starting out our journey, you know, when, we, when you're first starting out your journey, you, you are kind of looking for a quick fix to a degree. It's like, you've kind of hit that point where you're so uncomfortable. You're like, okay, like what can alleviate this? And I definitely experienced that where, you know, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go to this thing. I'm going to try this. I'm going to go to this healer, go to this person, blah, blah, blah. And like, they're going to like, quote unquote, fix me, you know? Yeah. And please heal me. <laughs> yes, please heal me. And you have so much anxiety around it. And I think that's why too, people also get so, um, kind of frustrated with like the spiritual path and journey because it is such a, um, it's, it's a journey, you know, it's not a sprint. It's not, a, it's not, you know, something that happens really quickly. It's, it's definitely a journey. And I'd love for you to, you to just like, give us a little, a little behind the scenes peek of like how you were really able to start incorporating that in your journey, especially having come from like such a structured way of operating. It was like, how did you find that balance to really be able to go through this process? Yeah, so it's cliche. We hear all the time, we we're told all the time, reminded all the time that, you know, what we seek is not outside of us. Mm -hmm. And as a cliche, that truthful gold nugget in there is that that's actually completely integrated into this whole process, right? Mm -hmm. Of like really experientially learning that for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you spoke to finding, you know, these healers, these teachers, these tools outside mm -hmm. of ourselves. And you're like, please help me. Like <laughs> let's magic, you know, yeah. magic carpet this or right mm -hmm. towards <laughs> bliss and no more suffering and just the best life. Yeah. And it's in that process again, because it's not a binary or like a polar transaction, mm -hmm. which is actually a lot of what the wellness and spiritual industries sell, unfortunately, mm -hmm. not all, but we do see that show up mm -hmm. is to really recognize that it's not a transaction. It's not about the fixing. It really is about just being able to experiment and then decide as you go what kind of bridge right what kind of connection you're going to hold with a specific modality tool mm -hmm. practice mm -hmm. healer teacher whatever it might be is just getting really clear on what that connection actually is and of course at different times and spaces of our lives that will look very different but to really be rooted in understanding to the best of your ability because mm -hmm. we don't know what we don't know and again it's definitely not about perfection right it's yeah. it's gonna be wobbly it's gonna be baby steps literally where we're stumbling through mm -hmm. right it's not cute <laughs> um is I found that there had to be this ebb and flow of okay yes so I'm receiving something I'm consuming something I'm learning something mm -hmm. and yes I'm taking the time to integrate to like really examine the feedback and I'm sure 
all of us do this anyways, because obviously that's how we decide this works and this doesn't work. Right. And at the same time, we also know that you could do all the things and have all the tools and eat all the healthiest foods and yet not be well. And yeah. so I'm interested in that connection, right? That very intuitive and sacred space that only me, myself, and I in this existence really has the full picture on. And mm-hmm. so, of course, we're going to lean into community and we're going to receive and we absolutely are healed by others and yet just knowing when and where to like step up in ourselves though Mm -hmm. to really take care of that inner landscape right to really be clear on our intentions and again this comes back to that accountability and responsibility why is it that I'm seeking spirituality why is it that I'm seeking healing why is it that I'm seeking to leave whatever situation I might be in. I think that really shapes the experience and the journey. And like you've already said, it's not about right or wrong either though, but it Mm -hmm. is just about how aligned we can be in that way. And so aligned just meaning, are we really being about it? Are we walking the talk, right? Like, Or are we just talking or are we just walking and like Mm -hmm. hoping for the best? Mm -hmm. And so for me, just, yeah, having that, um, like having that be part of what it means to really be on the journey, in the journey Mm -hmm. without you know, living in past or future about it really helps me conserve like the energy and the intention to have the clear conscience and rest Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. to move in a way that, you know, was fluid um, without getting snagged, if any of Mm. that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to hear like, what is a typical day look like for you? So part of me letting go of mm. those rigid structures, um, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I still discover little corners of corporate and hustler. And if you are familiar with human design, mm-hmm. anybody that's listening, um, you know, this really generator rewarding world. Mm-hmm is actually, it just comes back to practice. It's so corny, but um, (laughs) my typical day actually, as a Selena projector myself, Mm. finding that this framework could give me more reference to bolster me, to have both the focus and courage and I guess value, my days are actually very fluid. Mm. I really challenge myself to embody what I teach, to practice what I teach. And so I actually show up for my days depending on my capacity. Okay. I do still use a calendar. I do still have commitments that I follow through with. And I also know that I keep things as spacious and useful as possible so that I can tend to myself first. Mm. And I find that 
over time, having really tried this very different way of being, I'm going to say, compared to, you know, pre self-resting time, um, post-corporate for reals, I've really found that when I wake up having the time and space, and this is really about quality, not quantity per se, Mm -hmm. because real life, right? Real life happens. Real life is happening. (laughs) (laughs) I actually tend to myself first in whatever way that might mean. So I do have morning practices that are meditative, that Mm -hmm. are very rooted in movement and me connecting with myself before I engage in other activities or tasks that require me to exert or require me to interact. And for me personally, that's just been a huge game changer Mm. because there is no rush, right? There's, Mm -hmm. There's no subscribing to urgency. I still absolutely do have days where I'm kind of stressy. I might be running around and I'll I'll get caught up in that frantic energy. And yet the more that I commit to showing up in this way for myself, the more that I see how that changes when I'm committed to other people. Hmm. And so that definitely also branches out into me having the privilege to really choose who I work with and how I work. But, you know, once I have that initial orientation, let's say, most of my days actually are filled with work of some, just to some degree, Mm -hmm. right? Creating is just part of what makes me feel really fulfilled. I love dreaming and then discovering and developing things. Mm -hmm. So that all fits into, you know, containers of focus, time and effort, And then eventually at one point in the day, you know, with many breaks, naps and meals in between, (laughs) (laughs) um, typically I need a similar kind of, I guess, wind down period Mm pre-sleep to again, connect with myself to kind of, you know, check my own pulse around like, how's my energy doing? What do I have capacity for? Like Mm -hmm. what's snagging my attention? What am I what have I been thinking a lot about today? Mm. And so then I really lean into tools like journaling. I really lean into like, you know, having a planner, having a calendar Mm -hmm. so that I can free up that mental capacity. And that does support me in, you know, going to a bed, like going to sleep, getting into my bed in a way where at least consciously I've, grounded myself I've kind of released the day so that my physical body can have a sleep that is actually deep that is actually you know restful yeah restorative restorative yeah Mm -hmm. um again very much based in personal experience having spent those years where I would wake up still kind of like frazzled or like you know exhausted just because it was only until I was unconscious that my physical body was relaxing Mm. that was really important feedback and that really informs how I move day to day now so Mm, I love that for someone like myself who's wanting to move through the day with 
more fluidity like what what would you say is like one good tip that you would suggest kind of like like this is a good baseline to get started I actually really want to say <laughs> you might be like <laughs> no say it say it you say might it. find it so unhelpful <laughs> Give yourself permission to be unrushed. Mm. Mm. I feel like this is akin to surrendering when we're in that personal, spiritual, divine journey, awakening, recalibrating. All the terms we might have for these processes, these constant transitions as we live what I mean by give yourself permission is it's great if you have three things you want to do in a day. Maybe it's totally practical and feasible that you have 10 things that you want to do in a day. Again, it's less about the quantity, but Mm -hmm. I invite you to think and feel more into the invitation and the trust that you actually are already connected to, but in just like take it into like this little micro dose almost right Mm -hmm. trust that you're gonna get these things done and at the same time trust your judgment on okay realistically if you were to not what are the consequences right Mm -hmm. what are the circumstances it feels like most if not all and for anyone listening I really truly do not mean to assume here um, because we are all very unique in our ways and this is going to look and feel and mean very different things Um, however within within that quality for ourselves right um, if we have responsibilities I'm sure that when it comes down to it we can do it right Mm -hmm. we will do it to the best of our ability and that's all there is right and hopefully Mm -hmm. you are in a community of people who also have grace for your humanity and can either be flexible with you or who can just receive you as you are. Mm. Um, Coming back to that. Yeah. Just really allowing yourself to take maybe more time than you anticipated, right. Or taking more space than you anticipated. That is the fluidity. The fluidity is actually in the moment. Mm. It's not necessarily about the day because maybe we're not able to really call it fluid until we've moved through it until we've mm. moved. Right. So mm. I've found in the past, even myself, I'll set out to be fluid. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting in front of my laptop. It's like 10 AM. I need at least, you know, another 20 minute walk with my dog, or I need just to like write a little bit more in my morning pages, or I need to just sit and breathe for 30 Mm -hmm. seconds. Um, You know, I I find myself in that place, right? It's so normalized Mm -hmm. to be like, just get it done. We're just going to push through this. We'll relax after we'll rest later, just like go. Right. And it might be helpful. Like why, for what? Yes, you may have a lot to do and of what we now understand around flow and with the different inevitable ways, right, that Mm -hmm. must be acceptable for work to be done to accommodate for 
many types of people and many types of work, what would that actually look like? Mm. Can you be fluid with yourself first so that you can be fluid in your day? Mm. Wow. I love that. Did that, how did, yeah. I'm so curious how that landed. That's that such a question? great question. I'm like, cause I'm just taking it in like, yeah, how can I allow myself to be more fluid with myself so that my day can be more fluid? Such, it's yeah. like, so like, duh. <laughs> and, and I think that goes with ease as well, right? Mm-hmm. If we are easeful with how we take care of ourselves, that translates into what we're then doing. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to be and who you want to be mm-hmm. can mm. really actually inform uh, in a profound way what you do and how you do it. Mm, I love that. One of my questions that- is mm-hmm. how do you address, looking for the right word, how, how would you address any fear around okay if I rest if I do nothing like it's not going to get done like how do you how do you kind of address that that like fear and anxiety that comes up for people who are like okay I'm going to try to rest and be with flow and you know do all that stuff but it's just like in the back of their mind it's just like but if I take this 10 minute break or if I like stop for 30 minutes to eat you know all hell's gonna break loose I'm gonna be behind like you know I want to say it's experiential learning. Mm. So would you like to prove yourself wrong for once in that way? And reflecting on my own experience with that, that's why the physical, mental, emotional, and energetic must all have your attention Mm. and love and, and be tended to, right? And there are many different ways to do so. It really depends on whether that fear is coming from a mental place. Mm-hmm. For most, if not all of us, it's most difficult because it is somatic, right? Mm-hmm. It is cellular memory, it is stored, it is felt, and it is so overwhelming that way that that ends up being what drives us because it's like oh god if I'm feeling this much fear about taking a break like I'd rather just push through whatever task I'm confronted now and yeah I'll be tired later but at Mm -hmm. least I don't have to deal with more of this fear right Mm -hmm. at least I don't have to like stay in this place and so in this context it's such a gradual process because there are so many layers part of what it means to be mindful part of what it means to be connected to ourselves does actually very much have to do with understanding our physical functions our physical boundaries Mm -hmm. and physical capacities and that is why to whatever degree is relevant, right, to each of us, really understanding our nervous systems Mm -hmm. in the context of both biological and anatomical, just as much as our own personal, like, interoception and, you know, uh, experience and meaning making, that's really part of that self-awareness piece that maybe 
some people don't think of mm-hmm. when I, you know, say the words self-awareness and that is cultivated over time. Mm-hmm. And so if you do find that there's resistance, there's tension or there's fear around really resting, you can see what that edge is there because sometimes that's actually the portal itself, mm-hmm. right? And other times this is where it's like, yes, this is where we want to really resource through the community, right? We can receive education around this. We can attend workshops. We can reach out to teachers. We can show up to events. We can go receive treatments to just begin to interact with the different edges of this in a way, right? That is safe for you. Mm -hmm. That is nurturing for you that is supportive of your intentions to really just embody, re-embody, remember restedness as this sort of precedent stage, right? Mm. So I kind of think about it as almost kinetic kinetic potential, right? Mm. That there's there's us taking care of the container that is who we are and all of these things. Yet before we act or before we like do the thing. Mm-hmm where are we? How does it feel? Mm. Is this it? Right. Cause it's also really easy. Um, again, whether you want to call it hustle culture, whether you want to call it just being alive <laughs> in 2022, there's this normalized and rewarded pace mm-hmm. that is just beyond the speed of light at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. That is very instant. That is very like overnight success or nothing that is very binary and polarized mm-hmm. and the internet can really flatten that as well which really just eliminates any and all nuance mm-hmm. um and so just having the self-awareness and also really investing in ourselves to cultivate, right? Understanding mm-hmm. these ways that re- we relate, what we're actually subscribing to, what we're actually consuming, what we're actually participating in. When you are inquiring, when you are exploring through embodiment, more often than not, I truly believe that the information and feedback you get those ways, even if it's dissonance instead of resonance, Mm. very clarifying. Mm, I love that. And I'm curious too, for anyone who's interested in like really seeing what this rusted revolution is all about, just getting like a little taste, right? Like what is a resource that you would recommend for people to, to go and check out on your website? Yeah, so for that specifically, I welcome people to the free tools. So there is a guide that is self-directed and it very much is rooted in a place of like conscious contemplation. And it really is, you know, just asking questions to begin peeling back the layers, asking questions to invite people to these portals and themselves to peek in to step Mm -hmm. through (laughs) to travel Um, and at the same time I would say if not 
the self-directed route, I don't think there's anything that can really replace attending an event or workshop Mm -hmm. together. So I collaborate a lot with different practitioners and different modalities, again, for the very same reason that it doesn't just look one way it doesn't just feel one way it doesn't just have to be one form even Mm -hmm. Um, and yet showing up with you know similar intentions with that same ethos really can just provide this space and so that could be the restorative yoga workshops that I do also instruct that is more of that neurophysiological you know physical gateway if you need a break from thinking your way through the world, if you if you want to really just sink into the feeling. Mm. Yeah, I would say those two, maybe just to kind of cast a wide net, but mm. as reference points on the spectrum. And for people who perhaps are very ready or who are deep divers like myself (laughs) (laughs) I welcome you to just connect about what it would mean to work either one-on-one or like in a specific group yeah Um, I've found historically now rather than having a lot of I guess like public or open call Mm -hmm. events it's actually been really transformative if I get invited into a group of, you know, people, whether there's a common theme or value that they have, or even maybe let's say a team that works together, right. On a specific project or a product or service, being able to come in and actually customize like what parts of your rest in this, you know, are currently a struggle. What can we discuss together? What can we explore together? Um, again, I I think you might have noticed this as well, even just with my online (laughs) (laughs) offerings, I actually intentionally am not prescriptive public facing Mm -hmm. because that's not what this is about, you know? Um, and when I have more context, that's when I really will, you know, allow all my skill sets and training and education and past experiences Mm -hmm. to then shape something that is more relevant, that is more refined to offer. Mm, I love that. And so my last question for you, and this goes out to all of those creators out there who are just looking for a different experience in their creative journey what is one insight a little bit of intuitive guidance that you would give to those people who um are just having a bit of trouble taking that initial step I don't know if this is corny And it might be, admittedly, some of the cheesiest stuff is, you know, (laughs) relevant. It's just to remember at the end of the day, in this universe, at least, you are the expert on you. Mm. Mm. So 
whether you know there's still a little bit more to give or you just need that like little bit of space, you can trust that. And at the same time, if this is what it is right now, that's also aligned, you know? Mm. And, you know, initially when I was reflecting on your question, I kind of wanted to just be like, be you. (laughs) (laughs) But I do kind of mean that too, you know? I think it's easy for us to, especially in creative integrity, want to keep raising the bar Mm. and yet just being really aware that we're always going to have a slightly different perception or experience Mm -hmm. inside ourselves than how we're showing up, you know, in the eyes of others or for others. And that already is such a huge magical ingredient in whatever process we're in. So Mm. just to like really not question that Mm, and just do it anyways and find out. Yes. Impermanence is our friend. Mm. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Like this is a lot. This is a lot. And in the in the best way. I'm like, I'm gonna go take a nap. (laughs) Like I'm gonna go lay down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Naps are perfect ways to embody it. Yeah. Yeah. Reset. Yeah, this is super empowering. And I know it's such a different, it's such a different. I'm going to say, I'm going to call it a modality. It's such a different modality than what people are used to being, you know, educated on or encouraged to do, you know? So I think it's really powerful to have someone like yourself just leading the charge, leading the charge on just like rest and rest as a form of creativity and healing and inquiry and all of that. Cause I am guilty, guilty, guilty of like, no, but I just have to push harder and just, do better and go farther. And, and, you know, and I do forget that, like, you, you, you gotta take a break. You gotta step back, you know? So, so thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your journey, your experience. Um, if anyone wants to reach out to you, how can they find you? Thank you. And I just wanted to first say we're not alone in that. Mm. Also still figuring it out. Also still challenging even, you know, restful means. Mm -hmm. It's more than a pace. It's more than an activity. It's more than, yeah, a a thing to do or to Mm -hmm. get. So if you'd like to find me, I'm always here at therestedrevolution.com. Also on Instagram, maybe not as publicly visible all the time as (laughs) others, but the rested revolution with two periods in between <laughs> on either side of the rested. <laughs> That's where you can get at me. Um, and I always welcome emails at well, as well. So info at the rested revolution.com is always digitally open to those who would like to connect or who have something that they might not be as comfortable sharing through another platform. Mm. And yeah, I love that. I'm looking forward to really just exploring the rest of the revolution together. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your insight, your wisdom, all of that. I'm so grateful. And I would definitely love to have you back on the show. If that's something that you'd be interested in, please let me know. You're always, always welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I absolutely will take you up on that. Would love to. I'm sure we could gab on. Oh my goodness. Hours about all the different facets. (laughs) We totally could. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Hello, beautiful being. I just want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. If there's anything that you heard in today's episode that really resonated with you, go ahead and send it to a friend who could use a dose of insight or inspiration. And if you're really feeling about it, leave a rating and review, letting us know what you enjoyed about the show. Until next time. Bye.